0: Welcome to Whispers to a Bride, where we talk about the stuff no one else is talking about. We are going deep on the emotional aspects of getting married, the stress, drama, and turbulence that affects your own sense of identity and your closest relationships. We are talking about what it means to be a bride and how to navigate the sacred time with more grace and ease. I'm your host, Kara Gasabe. As a life coach and therapist, I'm going to be sharing super practical tips so that you can not only rise to the occasion of your wedding, but also your life. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I am Kara. And today we are going to dive right into a little series I feel like I'm going to be doing, just making this up as I go, on the bridal blues. And this installment is called I Hate My Photos. Now, a lot of times I come to you with a little bit more of a sort of a theoretical or metaphorical or just like advicey approach. And I want to start bringing you stories right out of my client sessions, right? You know, I work one-on-one with brides through these bridal sessions. It's a call. You pay the money, sign up on my calendar and then poof, you call me at the time and there we are. And we talk together for an hour.
1: A lot of times it goes
0: over because sometimes I just can't stop. I love my clients so much. And we tackle what's going on with you, right? We figure out what we need to do and it goes in a million different directions. And lately I've been getting a lot of post-wedding phone calls, like from brides who've already gotten married and they are still processing what just happened? And so today I want to talk about, and this will give you sort of a good picture about what happens and why wedding drama is never what it seems. That is like the big takeaway from this episode. So I had a bride reach out to me and she's like, I hate my photos. I'm so angry at my photographer and I don't know what to do. And I'm just like really upset. And I'm like, okay, like, Let's go, right? It's never what it seems like it's going to be. And so we're talking and she's telling me all about the photo problems and, you know, there's things in the background that they should have moved and just the quality wasn't what she's expected. And we talked about, you know, being a social media bride, right? We see so many images and how hard it can be to ever feel like you measure up. And also it was so fascinating to hear, like, there's that special little weird pressure, excitement thing about being on Instagram and hiring your vendors and seeing them on Instagram. And when they post like, I had a great wedding this weekend and they show pictures and they tag all the other vendors, it's like a very, you know, big trend in wedding world. And she was saying how like, you know, random reasons, but very real that was adding to her distress over having not great photos was that then her venue and her other vendors weren't going to post about her wedding and just like how it kind of just snuck up on her, what that actually meant to her. And so we kind of talked through like what kind of validation we were looking for and just what kind of hype and just what the whole social, social media aspect of being a bride is really what's going on there and what are we looking for when we want that. And it was just a fascinating conversation, but in the end, what it really came down to is, yes, she's disappointed with her photos. Yes, she went back and got edits made and she had to put a ton of time and attention into asking for what she wanted and getting what she wanted. And so there was a pretty good resolution. And she also did have a ton of amazing photos. And that was the interesting part. What her photos really showed her were the areas of her life that were causing some discomfort and were causing some pain In so yeah it was the photos but it also wasn't the photos right what it ended up really the session really sort of shifted to what was going on in her closest closest oldest friendships and just how they showed up on her wedding day and how they didn't show up on her wedding day in the way that she would have expected that they would in a way that she really wanted them to. And it's just such a, like, it was just, to me, it was like a very beautiful example of like this thing that, like, I've always been trying to explain and to say and articulate, which is that, like, your wedding is a metaphor for your life. Your wedding is a mirror showing you who you are in this moment and what's going on. And it's a bold statement to make. And it was just so cool to watch it play out in real life. Like her dress was sort of not beautifully positioned in a ton of her photos. And it was like, okay, photographer, like fix that. And I'm like, yes, I agree. And she's also like, but also maid of honor, like fix that. And it's like, yeah. And so the more we talked about it, it was like, It was less about the photo and it was more about just, why was nobody looking out for me? And so that led us down the conversation around the friendships, but then also like even a step more global than that, when you pull back the lens even more, it was like, what are all the ways in which she shows up in her life and in her relationships as the one who does all the caretaking and the planning and the executing and the making sure of and the looking out for, and the you know like there are those people who are just the doers and the givers and the overgivers, and in this one moment where she really, really just hoped and wanted and needed people, especially the women, to show up for her, and the fact that she didn't get that, that's what was causing like this really deep, dark, hard pain and like soul searching and just anxiety and depression and just yucky, yucky feelings after the wedding. And she really felt like it was the pictures, but what it really was, what what those pictures were showing her about herself and her relationships. And that's really at the core of it. And once she could sort of see that and get that, it all sort of made more sense because she felt like my reaction to my photography is just, it's not quite right. Like the reaction is outsized to the actual problem. Like I'm overreacting. But once she realized, oh, it wasn't really this, it was this, it wasn't just the photos, it was their relationships. And it was the feeling of how are people showing up for me? How am I showing up in my life? What's really going on? Then the reaction makes more sense. Then it all feels appropriate and normal. And so that's always comforting to know that, like, we're reacting to something not only real, but also in the appropriate intensity that the situation would command. So that was helpful. And then we moved into, okay, so what do we do with this knowledge, right? Once we see how it played out in the wedding, and then we pull back the lens and see how we played out in the rest of our lives. Once we parse out what are the ways in which some of those people that you brought in for this big moment in your life, the reasons that you brought them in and who they really are, what your relationship really is about, and being honest about that, right? This was one of those examples too, where you're bringing in your friend from kindergarten because you always thought you would and you planned on it and you're, it was just following through on an old narrative that was born of 11-year-old girls, when really the reality of where she was in her life, where the friendship was, in terms of closeness and being on the same page about how you approach things, that had changed, obviously. For most people, it does. And maybe she wasn't the most supportive person to have at her side on that day. She talked about other friendships that she had developed in more recent years being more mutual and more supportive and more just hair-taking, right? And more equal and more balanced. And this other friendship hadn't been, right? It was one of those more unbalanced friendships that we all kind of know. You do all the heavy lifting and the other person never quite returns it. And the problem is, I think we all do this, like we think and we idealize that like, well, surely on this one wedding day, this person will step up and be who I need them to be. And also will be who I have been to them, right? Sometimes we think like, I don't ask for much. You don't really deliver very often. But surely on this day you will. It makes sense. Like I get it. Like I'm there with you on the math. I do this myself. But the problem is, people show you who they are. As my Angela always, that quote is always goes around. Our job is to believe them. And so, if your friend is sort of, kind of consistently over lots of years shown her inability to rise to the occasion, be supportive care for you, put you first, let you shine, celebrate you, lift you up, if she's not been able to do that in the little ways, it's kind of setting everybody up to fail to think that she'll deliver on the big day, even though we hope she would, and it would make sense that she would, and it would be a beautiful gesture if she would. We cannot count on that. And you're sort of doing yourself and her a disservice to expect something different than what she has shown She is either capable or willing to give you as a friend. And so again, it's just, it's a sad lesson, maybe in some ways that she was kind of processing after her wedding, but also it's a beautiful one. There are so many friendships that change after we get married, especially for women. And There's a lot of reasons for that. And a lot goes on within that relationship, friendship dynamic, but a big part here was just the nostalgia and the holding on to the past and bringing it into the reality, even though it didn't quite match up, I think is something that happens, especially around weddings and causes. And because there's so much at stake, it causes the bigger crash after. So this was just a, such a juicy, juicy session that went in such a different direction than I think she was expecting. And frankly, that I was expecting. That's the thing. I don't come to these bridal sessions with like, oh, she hates her photos. Like I've got this top five tips for women that hate their. I had no idea what was underneath the photo hating. And maybe it was just simply you hired a person. It was just a total jerk and did a bad job. That's possible too. But like the more we just followed the lead of like what was coming up, what were the emotions that were there? What were the other like tidbits that she was dropping, but she wasn't really quite connecting them. Because when we are in our own head, we keep the narratives sort of separate. Well, the friendship doesn't have to do with the photography and the mother doesn't have to do with that, right? Like everything's a little separate until you have a fresh perspective on it. You have someone who is here just, just for you, who doesn't care about anybody else in the story except for you. And I'm just holding that space for her and I'm just hearing what she is really saying. I'm hearing what she's not saying. I'm offering up ideas that as they hit me, just as they hit me intuitively and logically and throwing them out to her and then letting her decide like, oh yes, that's right. Or no, no, that's not it. Or wait a minute, I hadn't thought of it that way. I'm not gonna tell her what to think. I'm gonna invite her into new ways of thinking about the situation, looking at the situation, framing the situation, And then we get to, okay, well, what's our strategy? What's our action step? Again, there's no prescription. I am there as your sounding board, as your guide, as your echo, as your mirror to show you, well, here's what you're saying to me. In a million words, here's what you're saying to me. And in a million ways that you're not saying it, here's what you're showing me. And so with that, let me offer this back. And it's, it just, it's such a, beautiful and irreplaceable thing to have someone's attention and have their full energy just focused on you and your discomfort, that it can, it's, she came up with so much of it. She connected all the dots, but it was because she had given herself the gift of carving out this time and space with somebody who was just dedicated to her and processing this. Because obviously you can imagine, You call up your friend and say, like, I hate my photos. And they're like, ah, like tell someone to Photoshop it. Or like, you could tell your vendor, fix the photo, but like, we're never really getting to what's eating at her and keeping her spun in this like sad post wedding bridal blues chapter. And I think now there was such a lightness and a feeling of like, you know what? There's lots of ways that she's going to be able to go and approach this friendship And this relationship a little bit differently, ways that she's going to invest in her other friends in a new way, and ways to just see that all of this as a bummer that maybe she didn't have the right person by her side on that day, but also the only way she would have known was to go through what she went through. And it's a beautiful lesson. And it was worth doing all of this, it was worth going for. She woke up to herself in a new way, she woke up to her old pattern, she woke up to the unconscious part of her relationship dynamics, especially with other women. And there were links to her mother in there. And there was just a lot. And it was just such a beautiful reminder that your wedding is this big, overwhelming art piece. And the more we look at it, going into it, during it, and then after, there's just beautiful lessons to be learned. There's beautiful pivots to make. There's just more and more ways to cultivate gratitude and self-love and appreciation for the people in our life, the love in our life, the beauty in our life. And there's more and more ways to get to more peace through just going through the yucky process of like unpacking your icky feelings about your wedding. So I hope that this idea of I hate my wedding photos really being about a much bigger issue in terms of how she showed up in her life as a martyr and as a caretaker, over care, right, overdoing it, over giving, leaving nothing for herself, hoping and testing other people to show up in a way she would, knowing deep down probably they couldn't or they can't or they won't, but refusing to like be honest with herself in a way that she could care for herself and give herself what she needed, that is worth its weight in gold. Because now she knows what to look for. She has the strategy to deal with these things and she's deep into her relationship with herself, which is, that's the whole name of the game. Let's use our weddings to deepen our self-trust, our self-love so that we can show up for ourselves first and foremost. And if only that, that's worth it. But the benefit and the bonus is that you'll show up to your closest relationships better served, better able to be the person that you want to be as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter-in-law, as a sister-in-law, like all the things. It's just such a cool, cool thing. And I'm so happy that I get to share this with my clients. If you are thinking of scheduling an appointment for yourself, I don't know a better gift that you could give yourself than this moment. This is the kind of stuff that stays with you. The music is gone. The dress is in the closet. The flowers have died. The pictures have been uh-huh, like This knowledge and self-discovery is the real gold and the treasure that can serve you forever. So I don't know. I'm obsessed clearly, but if you are interested, hit me up. My website's carolmorning.com. Schedule an appointment today. It is such a beautiful thing and who knows what we'll learn. Until next time, I am wishing you nothing but bridal bliss.